It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Welcome back to our Daily Thunder series on Victorious Living, and we are on session five, which is called Sprinting Toward the Battle. And this is one of my favorite concepts in scripture. It's really been a personal message for me throughout my Christian walk because I don't consider myself a very bold or courageous person. And yet when we are talking about pulling up those tent stakes and radically going after Jesus and catching that victorious vision that he has for our lives, courage and boldness comes with the territory it's required because we're removing safety cones, we're stepping out of our comfort zone. And so how do we gain the heavenly boldness that we need to go towards the danger instead of shrinking back from it. And that is what the session is all about. I want to start with a couple verses in Acts. Lord, consider their threats. This is the apostles talking and praying. Enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. So I think that's very interesting. In the face of great threats and danger that was coming against them, their prayer wasn't, Lord, protect us from the danger that's coming against us. Their prayer was, Lord, enable us to speak your word with boldness in the face of these threats. So that's a really good picture of going towards danger instead of retreating from it. And again, in Acts 18, 9, do not be afraid. This is God talking to Paul when he enters in a city that seems very hostile to the truth. He says, do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent for I am with you. He doesn't say, hey, Paul, you need to get out of here. He says, don't be afraid, rise up and speak boldly. Now, both of these verses from Acts paint a picture of amazing boldness in the face of serious threats and danger. And it's not unlike a lot of the threats that many of us may be feeling just in the culture, the climate of the culture that we live in today. Retreat and self-protection, not boldness, is kind of our default reaction. I know a lot of Christians who want to kind of hunker down, go off the radar, and live a self-protective life right now. Even when it comes to fears that we may be facing in our own lives, we don't naturally usually respond by going after those fears and tackling them head on. But in scripture, we see an entirely different approach to how we should face threats and danger. And one of the most shocking examples in scripture is the way David approached Goliath. It's truly a shocking story if you think about it. First of all, the odds were stacked against him. Saul said to him, you are not able to go against this Philistine who was scaring the entire army because of how fierce he was, for you are a youth, and he he is a man of war from his youth. This, This Goliath, who was this massive giant of a man, had been trained as this killing machine from the time he was a youth. And the threats against David were extreme. They weren't small. They were extreme. This is what Goliath said to David when he first showed that he wanted to fight Goliath. He said, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. That's a pretty graphic and disturbing threat that Goliath is making there. He had very few resources available to him. It says that he fastened Saul's sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So he took them off. So he didn't even have armor to protect him against this massive killing machine. He had every reason to back away from this threat, but his response was the opposite. And this is one of the most shocking verses in the story. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried and ran to meet the Philistine. 
Now, I don't know about you, but the idea of this big hulking giant that wants to feed your flesh to the birds of the air coming towards you, the natural response is to run away and hide. But David, he didn't hesitate. He didn't waver. He didn't cautiously ease into the battle. It says that he hurried and ran to meet the Philistine. And that phrase literally means to sprint with liquid ferocity. David literally ran as fast as he could to meet his greatest threat head on. And that is the opposite of how we typically respond to threats. But here's a pattern that we are seeing God setting for us in scripture through the power of God sprinting towards the danger instead of retreating from it. The story of Daniel is very similar. He made a very shocking and audacious decision. It says that he knew King Darius had signed a decree that could not be altered, ordering the death of any person who prayed to anyone else but himself. But instead of just quietly praying to God in a corner, Daniel actually did the opposite. It says that when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with the windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days." Now, that kind of a bold act seems unwise to most of us. Why didn't he just keep his windows closed when he prayed? But by praying publicly, he seems to be stacking the odds against him. He did it three, you know, three times in the day. It's like he's like saying, hey, do you notice what I'm doing here? But his willingness to face this danger head on demonstrated God's mighty power and er introduced an entire kingdom to the one true God. After all of the drama unfolded and Daniel got thrown into the lion's den and God closed the mouths of the lions and they weren't able to touch him and the king was just amazed at the power of God. This is what he said, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel for he is the living God. That's a bold decision to say, I'm sprinting towards the danger and look what God did as a result. Esther's story is another amazing example of going towards the danger. She knew that to enter the king's presence was going to put her life at risk. But instead of hiding in a corner of self-protection, she chose to boldly face the danger. We all know that scripture where she says, I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. She decided I'll give up my life in order to fight on behalf of my people. And because of her willingness to go straight to the greatest danger instead of shrink back from it, the entire nation of Israel was miraculously saved and its enemies were hanged on their own gallows. And that's what God does when we go towards the danger boldly with him backing us up. And then there's Jesus, awe-inspiring boldness at the cross. He could have prayed to his father and received more than 12 legions of angels to protect him from the unspeakable horrors of the cross. And it says that in Matthew 26, 53, if I wanted to pray to my father, he would send legions of angels to save me, but he chose not to. He went boldly forward, knowing what was going to happen, but saying a wholehearted yes to that cup of suffering that his father had set in front of him. He sprinted toward the battle with every step on that road to Calvary. And because he did that, the enemy's power was shattered. It says in Colossians 2.15, having disarmed the power and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So here's the key truth. Amazing and world-changing victory comes when we sprint toward the battle instead of retreating from it. Now, you may feel so far away from that pattern in your life right now, but this is a miracle that God can work within each of us of learning how to have that boldness to sprint towards the battle instead of always retreating and self-protecting. Here's the heavenly pattern of courage. Daniel and David and Esther and Jesus, these examples are not just supposed to be inspiring stories that we hear. 
there's supposed to be a heavenly pattern by which we live. As God's children, we are not called to live in isolation and self-protection. We are called to proactively proclaim truth and build his kingdom, whatever the cost. We are called to sprint toward the battle and not retreat from it. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And that is how we are called to live, not hiding away, protecting ourselves, but boldly shining his light. And Paul reminds us that we are to be children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom we are to shine as lights in the world. And he says again in Philippians, don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. Now, that's pretty counterintuitive. Now, I'm not just talking, when I talk about sprinting toward the battle or towards danger, we're not just talking here about political or social battles, although God may call some of us to that. Primarily, what I'm talking about here and the pattern is doing the work of God's kingdom in such a time as this, which is sharing the gospel, proclaiming truth, strengthening fellow believers, pouring out our lives for the weak. Are we willing to take up that calling even when we feel threats coming against us, even when we feel those personal giants of fear standing in the way? We are going to talk in the next session about even more practically how to start sprinting toward the battle. In this session, as we close, I want us to just grapple with that question, am I willing? Am I willing to say, Lord, I'm by your power, by your grace, I'm willing to run tr right towards the greatest danger, knowing that you will get glory when I do. That is what is needed in such a time as this. We are not, so many Christians today are preoccupied with how we can defend our rights and self-protect and make sure things don't get bad and make sure threats don't come against us. But when things get dark in a society, it's the Christian's time to shine as lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. And we will only do that when we say yes to God's call to sprint towards the battle. Remember, this is not a calling for special Christians, but for every Christian, and that includes you and me. God bless. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellersley.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.